Instagram now has over 1 billion active monthly users around the world. With a growth rate that far exceeds that of Facebook, Twitter, and Snapchat, Instagram is the place that consumers are going to absorb content that looks beautiful. So how can you use Instagram to drive your business forward? What are the tips and tricks? In today's episode, we're going to cover a few of those with expert Gabby Johnston to help you drive your business forward. My name is Jared Doyle, and this is the Fractal Podcast, where each week we interview marketing experts from around the world to help you drive your business forward. Hi, and welcome to this week's episode. Today, I'm super excited to announce that I've got Gabby Johnston joining us, who is an Instagram extraordinaire, who is going to guide us through how we can use Instagram to drive our startups and our small businesses forward. So Gabby, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Not a problem at all. We are in the same state, but as I do with podcasts, I'm recording remotely because technology is wonderful and it worked the first time. So yay for technology. (laughs) Technology is good. It is good when it works. So we'll jump straight in and we'll start with the standard question. And I think you'll be great at answering this one. And Instagram's a good platform is what advantages can you see for a startup founder or owner of a small business that they can get above and beyond the big brands by using Instagram for their business? Yeah. So Instagram is really, really personal um, and it gives you an opportunity to connect with uh, your audience in a really personal and visual way, which is really important. And it gives you an opportunity to, to have those conversations as well and to engage in those discussions and things like that, which is something that a lot of uh, really, really big brands sometimes miss because there is so much happening on their accounts. But I guess you can really get to know your audience in a really unique way on Instagram. I love that tip about engaging in a discussion. Isn't that so true of big brands? They're constantly shouting about what they're doing. So yeah. that's a great tip. So that's that's for the founder or the owner of a small business to actually engage engage in a conversation with what people, other brands, or just anyone who's out there. Oh, um, with their audience is really, really important. So letting their audience know that they're there and they're conversing and they're getting involved. Um, and so that might be on your posts or it might be on some of your followers' posts or um, or other brands as well that might complement uh, your brand as well. So just kind of getting engaged and getting involved. So I'm curious to know what kind of misconceptions do you find around Instagram when people come to you and they're asking for advice with their business on Instagram? What do you find are the common misconceptions they have about how Instagram works for a business? Um, People are generally really afraid of the Instagram algorithm. They kind of hear that big word and they get really spooked out about it. But at the end of the day, it's actually not that scary. And if you read about it and kind of listen to a lot of podcasts about it and all of that, uh, you'll learn that the algorithm is actually working for you, not against you. Right. So that's something really important to remember. So I don't really know what the Instagram algorithm is. What 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 is that? How does that affect my business? Well, the Instagram algorithm ultimately <laughs> prioritizes personal posts above brand posts. So if you're yelling out to the world that your uh, t-shirts are currently 25% off, Instagram's probably not going to show that a lot in people's news feeds. But if you show one of your customers wearing your t-shirts, it's more likely to promote that and push that up to the top of the news feeds because it's something personal and it's something that people are likely to engage in. Right. Okay. So so in this algorithm, so this is the algorithm that decides what post is going to be at the top. When I open up Instagram, what's going to be at the top of my feed? What's going to be at the bottom of my feed? Because it's not time specific anymore. It used to be a time log, but it's no longer a time log, is it? 
Yeah, it used to be a time log and that was great. Um, but <laughs> now it's changed a little bit. Um, but ultimately, it looks into the types of things that you're likely to engage in. So if you really, really like race cars, uh, you're more than likely going to see a lot of race car posts at the top of your feed. Uh, so it's going to pick up what you engage with the most and then show you more of that. So it's a, that is why it's really, really important to know your audience so that you can get to the top of your newsfeed and get them engaging with you. Right. I did notice I um, I was recently talking at a university here around mattresses, koala mattresses, sleeping duck, et cetera. And as I started to engage more with their posts, it's like all the mattress brands appeared on Instagram. It was kind of like, <laughs> yeah. do you want a mattress? We're all here to sell it to you. So <laughs> I guess that's a good technique then, isn't it? If you want to see how the algorithm behaves is do it as a user, like change your persona, change your personality a little bit and watch the way Instagram tries to adopt to what you do or don't like now. Yeah, definitely. Even when you'll notice that if you ever have to buy a car or anything, suddenly all you will see is car ads and people promoting cars. So definitely, that's definitely something to think about both from a user point of view and a business point of view. Great. So are there tips that you give people? I mean, I mean, obviously there's a lot to consider here, but are there some simple things people can do that are going to increase the chance of their brand Instagram posts appearing? Are there little hacks or things that you can teach people or is it really just being real? Being real is a really, really important one, but definitely engaging, but also encouraging other people to engage with you. So asking questions like, what are you up to this weekend? Or let us know which one you prefer in this color shirt, blue or red. Prompting people and giving people a call to action is really, really good and valuable when it comes to engagement. Fantastic. And that kind of gets back to the point you made before, which is it's about a communication. So if every post you make is you just shouting about something and people might look at it and then pass on, that's entirely different to starting a conversation or maybe even a debate. That engagement, that's a win for Instagram and therefore it's going to ultimately be a win for your brand, right? Exactly. That's exactly it. Fantastic. So I'm curious, is there a particular area on Instagram that's super hot right now? You know, as someone who lives and breathes Instagram, <laughs> what's the thing that everyone's like trying out at the moment? Instagram stories. Instagram stories is so big right now. Um, and there was actually a study done that says that about 85% of businesses have decided to incorporate stories into their strategies in 2019. So it's really, really big and it's really important to jump onto the stories to make sure that you're uh, kind of getting amongst it. Okay. So to the, um, the infrequent Instagram user, maybe like me, what is an what what makes an Instagram story? What's the story, and how is that different to a post? Yeah, so your posts come up in your main news feed, and you that's when you're doing the mindless scrolling and everything like that. But stories is this new feature, I guess, that's been around for a couple of years now, um, and it allows Instagram users to be really real and post photos of behind the scenes and what they're up to, and they're 24 hour snapshots. So after 24 hours, they disappear, um, but they're really really useful to kind of give your audience an insight into who you are as a brand and as a person and develop more of that connection, which might be missed in the main newsfeed. Right. So there's a bit of, there's a bit of a flow for this as well. So is, you can, you know, it's, it's about, a, is it a sequence of images and or videos or a combination of both that you can be doing? Yeah. So there's videos, there's photos, you can put in music. Uh, so you can do links to your Spotify account. You can also put gifts and words and you can ask questions and put up polls. So they've made it really, really user-friendly um, and made it really easy for you to engage with people and get people to engage with you, which is awesome. 
Fantastic. Does the Facebook ad platform support stories as well? Or is it something that you find with most of your clients, they're using it as an organic way to sort of reach potential customers? Uh, it's definitely organic at the moment, but you can put ads in stories, uh, which is really cool. And a lot of people aren't doing it at the moment. So uh, if you can do it and you have the means to do it, it's would be definitely something to jump onto as soon as possible. Um, and it means that it'll come up in between other people's stories. So it'd be really, really good if you could. Fantastic. So uh, is there an example you can give us of a big brand, maybe even a small brand, but someone who's doing this really well at the moment that maybe we could even follow and kind of get that experience and sort of say, oh, if I follow, it doesn't matter how irrelevant they are to me. Is there someone you can give us that'll make me learn, I guess, from copy from the best that you would recommend? Uber Eats was, is doing Instagram stories and Instagram ads really well, actually, and kind of taking their really big ad campaign that they've got on at the moment, Tonight I'm Eating, and putting it into stories in that specific story platform and yeah. Okay. And is that, so that's Uber Eats doing, is that the same as the TV ads I see where they get the celebrities to sort of show what they're eating and that's, yeah, and that's yeah. what they're putting in the stories? Yeah. So they're taking a similar um, concept and then making it really personal. Uh, so targeting people again, they know, they're knowing their audience and really, really targeting them. Fantastic. Now, what strikes me about that Uber Eats campaign and, you know, with the celebrities they've got showing that they're, you know, ordering Uber Eats as normal. And I can see how that actually translates to Instagram stories brilliantly. Are you also seeing that stories is somewhere where Instagram influencers, I mean, influencers on Instagram are synonymous, like it's that's the big thing. Yeah. Are they using stories a lot to promote brands as well? Definitely, uh, definitely. And um, particularly with Instagram influencers with more than 10,000 followers, you can also do the swipe up function. So um, influencers can be like, I'm wearing this T-shirt, swipe up to shop and buy this one as well. So um, Instagram's making it easy for people to just jump straight into a shop or an article or a podcast um, from the Instagram story. Right. So 10,000 is the magic number. So basically you're not really an influencer if you haven't got 10,000 followers. Apparently that's what Instagram's saying. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Okay. So that's, that's a big thing. I'm curious when we think about influencers, it's always good to delve into that just a little bit and understand because there are some laws. I mean, I don't, you're not, none of us are giving legal advice, neither Gabby or I are lawyers. This is not legal advice. But if you're going to engage an influencer, what are the kind of things, what's the standard way now that you disclose that on Instagram? I think the influencers actually have to explicitly say this is an ad or, and they have to use hashtag ad if they are promoting any products. So Instagram's really knuckling down on them and making sure that it's really clear that everything that they do when they're promoting something is said. Yeah, no, it makes, it makes a lot of sense. You, you know, it's the hashtag ad. And I guess, you know, when I first heard about, you know, Instagram pushing this kind of disclosure, I thought, oh, is it going to kill it? You know, influencers. And then you realize, no, like a true influencer, it doesn't matter. This is what we know. You're still borrowing from their brand. So it still makes a lot of sense to do that. So yeah, it makes, makes a huge amount of sense. I was curious. Um, I mean, it, it's an interesting platform, Instagram, because people, it's different to Twitter. There seems to be an awful lot of random following that occurs on Instagram. Let me put it that way. Where it seems like a lot of people follow a lot of people or even me. Like I hardly ever post on Instagram and I get some really strange people following me. <laughs> yeah. I assume this is a strategy, right? Uh, you could call it a strategy, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Look, there's there's this big uh, thing going around called a follow unfollow, uh, which people follow you to get you to follow them back, and then they quickly unfollow you, which is really unfair. Um, and Instagram's picking up on that, which is really good, and starting to minimise that as much as possible. But you might find that some of those really random followers that you're getting are also bots, uh, which is also something that Instagram's starting to pick up on. So people are starting to hire bots to go out and follow a whole bunch of people and in return they'll get really instant engagement, but it's not very long lasting and nor is it organic. So if you're thinking of incorporating bots into your strategy, probably don't. (laughs) Maybe maybe four years ago if you had got into it, you maybe would have done well. Oh, maybe, maybe. And is there a problem? So, like, I get the vanity side of it. Yeah. That's an easy one, right? If you want 10,000 followers to pretend that you're important, that's great. You know, tick a box, whatever fills your boots. Yeah. From a business point of view, I can still see an argument to a degree yeah. that if you were to build up, you know, if I'm a new business, starting with four followers is probably looking a little bit lame. So, I guess, although I'm sure you're going to say it, don't recommend it, but I guess there is some logic in at least getting a few hundred followers to start, isn't there? Look, there is, but at the end of the day, if you're a business and you've got Instagram, you want your followers to eventually turn into paying customers. So why would you want to, I guess, employ those two or three or 400 followers when you know that they're never going to turn around and pay for your, your content or your product? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I, I wonder too, and I, you know, I'm guessing we all guess when this we're trying to work out the Instagram algorithm, but you would imagine that the ratio of engagement to your followers probably helps as well. So if I have 10,000 fake followers and 100 real followers, yeah. well, in Instagram's eyes, I've probably got a really low engagement with my audience. So it probably doesn't even help me reach those 100 engaged people. Is that true or is that just me guessing about what Instagram might be doing? (laughs) No, that's so true. And that's one of the main things uh, that we try and work on as well, that whole ratio. So if you've got 14,000 followers and only 30 people are liking your things every time you post, that's a big red flag. And again, Instagram's starting to pick pick up on that as well. And it's trying, it's registering that either you're not posting quality content or your followers aren't top quality. So it's really dangerous to have a really low ratio. So focusing on that ratio more than your actual follower number is really important. Fantastic. That makes me feel better now about my <laughs> terribly low Instagram follower base. <laughs> I'll pretend, I'll tell myself they're highly engaged. Of course, of course. <laughs> so I, what I'd love to, I guess, talk about, what I'd love to talk about now is if someone's, so we know what, I know what you do, Gabby. So businesses hire Gabby when they are super busy. And you know, when you run a business and almost everyone listening to this is going to run a business. I mean, they're doing the bookkeeping, they're doing the marketing, they're doing products and sales and everything they need to do. And so Instagram becomes one of those things that I know I need to do it, but I haven't got time. And so you can hire someone like Gabby. So that's obviously who I'm going to recommend. But my question to you, Gabby, is what's the best kind of question that someone can ask you or anybody else to find out whether they with this person really knows Instagram. Are there a couple of questions that a business owner could ask a potential social media manager to find out whether they really know their Instagram from their Facebook and their followers and you know Twitter? Because you know I, I feel like there's a lot of people out there touting themselves as social media marketers and managers and experts now. So I'm curious if you can arm the listeners with a few little tricks to catch people off guard. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think first and foremost, definitely look at their social media because if their social media isn't doing very well and that ratio that we just talked about 
isn't very high, then uh, what's to say that they're going to do any better on your social media? But I guess also get them to have a quick look at your current social media and see what they recommend and see if the things that they're suggesting have any substance to it and or is it just kind of made up off the top of their head? Um, so that's a really good one to give them as well. I do love that. I mean, I guess it's it's why no one's ever going to hire me to look after their Instagram <laughs> because my page is going to look terrible. But I'd like to think someone might hire me to do LinkedIn. So yeah, no, I think that's a really it's a really good tip. If you can't get it right for yourself, how are you ever going to get it right for somebody else? Exactly, exactly. Brilliant. So I'm wondering if there's a um, you know, if there's a super easy trick or tip something you can sort of give listeners at the moment that you sort of say, if there's one thing, one thing you can give to somebody and say, do this, do this one thing, this one thing, do this one thing right for Instagram, what, what would that be? Well, we've already talked about engagement, but engagement is so, so important. And I would not stop talking about engagement um, and the importance about it on Instagram. I guess the other thing is focusing on a niche audience as well. So if you're, again, making t-shirts and your t-shirt clientele is anyone from kids that go to school to people in a retirement home, then you're going to struggle on Instagram because you're not going to make content that's tailored for a specific audience. But if you have a really, really specific audience and you know your niche really well, you're going to find it easier to create that content and then connect with people in that audience on Instagram. Fantastic. I think that's that's almost perfect advice on all facets of the business, you know, niching down and finding that one audience and being absolutely brilliant and perfect for them. Yeah. You always get that chance to find a bigger audience and a secondary audience later, right? Yeah. But get your first audience right and and get them on board. Yeah. yeah, I love that. How do you see Instagram changing? I mean, we're recording this at the start of 2019. So maybe over the course of this year, what, what do you think the changes we're going to see in Instagram, or at least the way people conduct or businesses conduct themselves on Instagram are likely to be for the rest of this year? I think it's just going to get a lot more real with Instagram cracking down on bots and people that are doing that follow unfollow strategy. I think that Instagram's just going to value real content and real authentic content a lot more this year. So I think focusing on that and focusing on showing your customers who you are rather than showing them what specials you've got on is going to be really important and really valuable on on social media and Instagram. That's a really good point. So you're talking about telling customers, you know, what sales you've gone on. Is there a ratio? I mean, because at the end of the day, you still want to be able to put products on yeah, there. Is, is there a ratio or, or, is it, or is the trick to blend the two things together? Is the, is the trick with Instagram to put the product and the service into the post, but making the post social in its own right? I'm not quite sure what the strategy is there. Yeah, look, a really, really successful Instagram accounts do kind of incorporate both of them and find a way to incorporate their products into a really social post. But they say kind of every fourth or fifth post should be a salesy post, um, but making sure that the majority of them are engaging and kind of more conversational than anything else. Fantastic. And I I did notice someone recently recommended a a jewelry business. It doesn't make any sense for me, but they said they do this well. And I noticed they're really good at putting what appears to be prices. And I'm not 100% sure what it is, but the you seem to be able to click on the product or the jewelry in the post and then it pops up and you can actually go through to that product. What, what's that called and how do businesses build that into their Instagram strategy? Yeah, so making Instagram shoppable is so important and um, I would recommend it for anyone that has a product-based business. Um, and exa- it's exactly that. So making it really people 
easy for people to be scrolling down and suddenly see a watch that they really like and they can click on the photo and it'll take them straight to the shop. So that's there's a bit of behind the scenes things that you can do through Shopify um, and connecting that with Instagram um, and that will just make it really easy for your customers because if they have to click on more than one or two things, you're going to lose them really quickly. Um, so yeah, it's the easiest way to kind of get people from being just a follower to being a paying customer. Great. And does that only work with Shopify or is it just set up to work easily with Shopify? It's set up to work easily with Shopify. Right. Okay. So any, technically any business could do it. It's just, if you're on Shopify, it's going to be a whole lot easier to make that happen. And there's no 10,000 follower limit to get that. No, you can can do it with your four followers if you wanted to. Fantastic. Okay. So planning ahead, let's imagine it's a business and they're thinking now, I do want to do Instagram. I want to build out my strategy. What's the time frame and the time commitment? Like how much, how long does the strategy take before you start to see some kind of reward and how much effort do you need to be putting in? I realize it's going to, you know, it's how long is a piece of string yeah, here. How long have we got? Let's, <laughs> let's, let's, let's just, I'll go back to my jewelry example. Let's just imagine I was launching a new line of jewelry. It's a small line. I've got zero followers. I've just finished my Shopify store. I'm pretty sure Instagram's where I want to be at. How long, how long am I going to be playing on Instagram before I start to see any kind of commercial return on that? I think that if you can dedicate probably between half an hour to an hour a day on engagement or every couple of days on engagement, you'll start to see a lot of engagement back really, really quickly. Um, That's not to say that you're going to see 12,000 followers in the next four weeks, but... (laughs) You'll start to see that growth and it might just be a couple of hundred followers a week to begin with, or it might only be 50 followers a week. Um, but you'll find that if you do that engagement and you um, you really put out quality content as well, you'll find that uh, authentic engagement back and you'll find that people are actually uh, sharing your posts and really liking it for the product that it is rather than just following because you're another account. Right. So when you're kicking off, Follow through, and there's a, there's a theme. Like I can, your <laughs> advice is very similar. Have a conversation. So you haven't got an audience. So engage with other people. Yeah. Start the conversation, and then yeah, you kind of. I guess people are just well, we're communicators by nature, aren't we? So if someone starts talking to me, I'm probably going to talk back, exactly. and then next thing you know, you've got a new friend on Instagram. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. I love that. So okay, so well, you could start engaging with people. I guess in theory, if you start engaging with someone and it's the right audience, you never know, you could actually turn them into a customer. So That's it. It's about finding that right audience as well. So finding people that would turn into paying customers as well. Fantastic. So thinking about that, you know, so we're moving away from followers as a metric. We're starting to talk more about conversations. So if I'm trying to set I guess KPIs is a is a very harsh thing to say, but <laughs> what are the kind of metrics? What do, what do I want to be looking at? To know that I'm doing well on Instagram. What are the kind of metrics and KPIs I want to be setting myself? Yeah, so uh, we particularly focus on engagement and reach as well. So engagement is the people that are liking and commenting and sharing your posts and the reach is the amount of people that can actually see your posts. So the more engagement, the more people that are liking and commenting on your stuff, the more people are going to see it. And that's a really important thing because then there are potential customers in that. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So, So reach... I guess reach is that key thing, right? So if you're having lots of people having conversations, then you're going to get that extended reach. And if if people are commenting and engaging, what are the chances that their followers and people that they engage with are going to see that post as well? Does that happen on Instagram or is that more of a, or of a Twitter, Facebook phenomenon? It definitely happens on Instagram. Uh, so 
you doing that and also using hashtags, people can now follow hashtags. So finding what hashtags your ideal clientele is using and following and then using that as much as you can is another way to increase that reach as well. Yeah, I might make that almost the last point because I find uh, hashtags on Instagram are nuts. Like, um, you know, LinkedIn's kind of just incorporated hashtags yeah. back. Facebook has them a little bit. Twitter uses them probably the most. I think Twitter maybe even created the concept or the ones that really, you know, pioneered yeah. it. Instagram users are crazy for their hashtags. Does it really make a difference to the business? And is there, can you hashtag too much? Can you go, is there like peak hashtag where you just go, I don't know. For me, uh, I find sometimes people's posts just look overly needy because they've got 30 hashtags. Is there a strategy here with hashtags that's the standard practice Um, now? So they say you should have a really good mix of really specific hashtags and uh, general hashtags that are still to do with your industry. So if you have got your jewellery making business and you're starting up your new line, using hashtags like Brisbane Jewellery Makers and Brisbane Creatives and things like that that are relevant to your post uh, is really going to increase that reach and increase the amount of people that can see your posts. Okay. And is that because people are following hashtags or is it because if you're engaging with hashtags of a similar, sorry, post of a similar hashtag that Instagram is likely to throw yours in randomly? How does that, how does that work? Um, so people follow hashtags. A lot of people search hashtags as well. So someone might be looking for a particular necklace in Brisbane. So if they uh, look up on Instagram, Brisbane Jewelry, then yours will hopefully pop up. So it's just about reaching audiences where they're at and thinking about what they might be thinking about and getting to them there. So thinking ahead. Fantastic. Brilliant. Look, Gabby, if if people have listened to this episode and they think to themselves, I really like Gabby and I, uh, I want to talk to her about running my company's Instagram page, what's the best way for them to, to find and, and, and contact you? And I'm guessing Instagram is one of those options. Instagram is absolutely one, uh, Gabby J Digital. Um, otherwise, my website, gabbyj.com uh, is a great place to find me as well and read all about. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much. I have learned more. I've probably highlighted to anyone who listens to this how little I know about Instagram, which is not good when you try to sell yourself as a marketer, but it's been fantastic. I've learned a lot. I've still got more questions, but I'm going to have to save them for a a mid-level advanced conversation maybe (laughs) in six months time with you. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for the advice. It was absolutely golden. And I look forward to speaking with you again soon. Thank you so much. It's been great. Cheers. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. I hope we were able to provide you with some great marketing ideas that will really help your business. As always, if you'd like to support me and the show, just jump onto iTunes or wherever you're listening to this podcast and rate and review. Those reviews really make a difference and help me reach a broader audience. If you'd like to connect, the best way to find me, of course, is on LinkedIn, following me on social media, or just connecting. And if you've got ideas for future episodes or you're a marketer and you would like to appear in a future episode, just hit me up on LinkedIn as well. I'd be happy to have a chat. Thanks a lot. And I look forward to speaking with you next week.